0: Welcome to the Who's on the Move podcast. I am your host, Alan Cooper. Today's interview is part of our ongoing series called the Artist Minute, where we highlight artists that are making an impact on their local communities. This series is sponsored by the South Carolina Arts Commission. A video version of this interview can be found on upstatebizsc.com. John Persley is a senior lecturer in English at Clemson University He was recently awarded a fellowship by the South Carolina Arts Commission in support of his latest project, a book-length poem that reflects on tumultuous change in America. Pursley, who was also director of the Clemson Literary Festival, was one of only two writers to receive the $5,000 fellowship for the 2001 fiscal year. John, welcome. As you know, we usually start these interviews with the artist performing. Why don't you give us some background for the poem? and then maybe read a little part of it.
1: I'm excited to to be here and uh, to have an opportunity to read a poem from my new work. Um, My new collection that I'm working on is a longer collection than anything I've worked on previously. It's uh, essentially one long poem with section breaks. There are no titles throughout. And the idea behind it um, sort of started from the the idea of the American myth, sort of the idea of what America was, which I thought the, I was thinking primarily of the sort of first lie we're told as children, which is in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue and of course discovered this wonderful land we now call home. It begins with a branch, then disaster and disenchantment, a sprawl of water rolling over the deck, the tomb of Christ, the dead reckoning by sun and by stars, the diffident bird unaccustomed to see, the miles of kelp of sargassum, extending north like a top with no bottom, like star grass, the elongated stalk, like mastic trees overburdened with fruit. It begins with the real and imagined fears, the ice congealed about the hole and Saint Amador's ship held fast. Where would you walk if you could walk? Top with no bottom, away. Oh, captain, it begins with a woodcut of monsters at sea, the myth of the two-dimensional world dismissed, exchanged for purgatory, life, liberty, the pursuit of. It begins with a fractured sky and a star falling through, a cross stave, the eventual astrolabe, it begins with a nascent science of navigation, the topmast of a 120-ton vessel, splintered adrift at sea. It begins with salt and wine, molasses and honey, <laughs> dried meats, biscuits and fruits. It begins with a branch, a small boy in a crow's nest, clearing his throat with nothing to say.
0: Talk about your journey to becoming a poet.
1: I didn't think that I would be a poet. Um, I wanted to be a songwriter um, and I wanted to be a marine biologist like Jacques Cousteau um, and songwriter like Bob Dylan of course and um, I went to college to be a marine biologist um, at Florida State University um, and I studied there for two years before things started slipping a bit and I realized that maybe I wasn't as keen on being a marine biologist and I really just wanted to scuba dive all the time. Um, And I found myself more and more gravitating towards writing um, and started taking a few writing classes. I had a professor at Florida State who I turned my first poem in for his class. I was very excited to do it, very nervous. And he wrote on my poem that it was the worst poem he had ever read literally wrote that on my phone and um, having done that, I, uh, I changed my whole career track. I was like, I'll show you buddy, <laughs> which was kind of silly, silly at the time, but that's what I did. And So I continued on, went to the University of Missouri and switched to an English major um, and continued writing, continued writing. I still Google that guy. I don't know what happened to him, but uh, here I am still writing poetry.
0: What do you see as some of the differences between being a lyricist and being a poet?
1: I think it's really hard to be a lyricist um, and a poet at the same time. I feel like they're two different arts. I play music myself, I play in a band, and I find it very difficult to write lyrics for the band, simply because I think it's a whole different mindset. It's a whole different register and what has to stick. There has to be a sort of refrain, a catch, something that keeps it going. And whereas I think poetry, I think more can happen with the language, but I also think that with, within that, you have to be the music too. You have to do all the parts, which is fun and exciting and scary all at the same time.
0: When were you first published as an author?
1: As I finished college at the University of Missouri, I decided to go on and continue with the English degree at the University of Alabama um, in Tuscaloosa. I I stayed there for four years, and every year knew this was more and more what I wanted to do. This was the thing. Grew more and more excited about it, became a bookish nerd in that way. excited about being a bookish nerd. Um, It was a whole new world that I hadn't been exposed to. I hadn't found myself so well-read and and whatnot. At the University of Alabama, I I was real hesitant to start publishing. I didn't know a lot of the other students were publishing, eager to do such things. I was not. um, I felt And I still feel like there's always room for improvement, uh, room for more work. So it made me sort of hesitant to rush to get things out, to publish, just to sort of have that early success and feel that um, rush of adrenaline, which comes with publishing, and it is very exciting in that way. Um, So it really wasn't until my third year of my graduate school before I ever sent anything anywhere. But once I started doing it and realized I could do it I really you know sort of uh, uh, learned to really love that which is funny because in recent years I found myself kind of going back the other way and I'm like less eager to send stuff out again and I'm like uh, it's more about the art than it is about the publication and uh, but I think that changes for everybody over time.
0: What is your intention as an artist
1: I hope to reach people in a way. I mean, I think everybody says something like that, but I hope I reach people in a way that makes them rethink parts of their lives, rethink things they thought they knew. I think there's a lot more commonality that connects us than brings us apart. And so I'm really focused a lot in thinking about what it is that makes us not understand each other, what it is that, uh, you know, that hopefully can one day bring us back together and see ourselves and be empathetic and recognize uh, goodness in all people, I think.
0: Tell us a little more about the new book.
1: As I've written this book, and I've written it over a number of years, it's very long. I wrote it so that all the lines are the exact same length, which is a really dumb idea. Even one of my professors uh, back in the day told me that that was a really dumb idea. I had tried it once. And I decided not only would I write a long poem, I'd write it so that every line was the exact same length. And it it has taken me a while, but in the last 10 years, I would say, so much has changed about the world. And I think it's, it's wonderful that so much has changed, but it has really rewritten the book as I'm writing it. It continually rewrites it and continually makes me rethink what is it I'm doing and what is it that I have to say because there's so much to say and so many different tangential directions and am i speaking for people that uh i you know that can i only speak for myself can i you know is there is a room enough for us to find that sort of universality even within the recognition that we're not all the same that we are all different and that's that diversity is what makes us special and makes us interesting i guess
0: that was our interview with poet john persley John lives in the upstate of South Carolina and teaches at Clemson University. This series on local artists making an impact in our communities is brought to you by the South Carolina Arts Commission.